Women account for 50% of the global population, yet they only represent about one in three high-growth entrepreneurs and one in three innovation entrepreneurs focused on national and international markets, according to Global Entrepreneurship Monitor. It's high time we change that. Emerging Europe Talks She's Next, empowered by Visa, is a series of podcasts with, about, and for women to support them in their efforts to fund, run, and grow their small businesses and startups. Meanwhile, check out the community platform for female entrepreneurs in Eastern Europe and Central Asia at she'snext.emergingeurope.org. Hello, everyone. This is Andrew Robel. I am the founding partner of Emerging Europe, and I'm delighted to be the host of this podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Gaga Germanovic from Serbia. I'm a curious nerd. I'm a mom, entrepreneur, mentor, and I'm very, very happy to be here with you today. Thank you, Andrew, for this invitation. Gaga, let's start with the first question then. So in your 20s, you were already well-established when it comes to your career. You were working in the banking sector. Then suddenly you thought that you would like to change your career. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, actually, I honestly believe that all of us, uh, we come to the point in our lives where we feel that it cannot be all that there is for us in that like store of life or opportunities. We get to that point and in my experience, you either decide to pursue who you are and to do some amazing things or you settle. And it's okay. In every case, you will be who you are and what you choose in your life. When I was 27 or 8, I was already a manager at a bank. It was the second largest bank in my country. I became a manager at 24, which was amazing since I was the youngest manager of any financial institution in my country. But somehow everything seemed the same. You know, I was doing the same things. Innovations were very tough. Being a part of corporate organization, it's an amazing experience. But if you want to give more, if you feel that you have to, then you have to go on your own and to start something. It was very brave because it was 2008. I had two young girls, practically babies. I was 27 or 28. And I decided to develop and sell the ideas ideas about the internet. It was 14 years ago. Quite strange for my parents, especially. Internet, what's that? And then ideas, selling ideas from, from our region. That's not that usual and usually is not a good idea. But eventually I became the woman of the decade in social media and leadership at Women Economic Forum, one of top 100 founders, female entrepreneurs in Europe and many other things. It wasn't easy, but it wasn't that hard. In my opinion, sometimes it's harder not to live by your dreams than to do some things to realize your dreams. It's a tricky question, but you know, it's never easy, but it's easier if you're going toward your goal. So tell us a little bit about what you do right now, and then we'll talk about the region as well, because I think that's a very interesting and important topic. Thank you. Well, I'm a growth guide. That means that I support leaders and managers and startup founders and some public figures in sorting out their businesses and lives. There is also a funny story about my, my title. 
about my role. In a way, I'm a mentor and a coach, but mentor sounded too stiff and too static, and I'm rather dynamic. And couch, you know, it's like couch. So couch and coach, me don't like. So I had to coin my own profession and my title, and it's being a guide, and that's something I was. I will be regardless of the job I do. So I am a person who will walk by your side, nudging you in the best possible direction with some sometimes supernatural cool tools and things like that. We sort your business, then we sort some other stuff, ideas, how you can be wider, having broader perspective. Because in business, to a certain point, you can grow being an expert in what you do. So going deep. And I support my guidees in, in that sense with time management, prioritization, planning, decision-making, and everything else. But if they want to grow and scale their business, they have to go wide to see different things. So I introduce some segments like or some industries or some topics unusual to them, like physics or, I don't know, biology, mythology or behavioral economics and things like that. Because, you know, when you connect the dots from various industries, you got to see things differently. And when you see them differently, you can do them differently or in your own way, becoming competitive, more competitive than others. So that's what I do. I support my guidees, but they I make sure that they have the full ownership of the growth work. That's the only way I can empower them enough so they will believe in themselves and empower other people, which is my ultimate goal. <laughs> <laughs> when you yeah. look at some of the challenges that they are struggling with, the founders that you are helping, what are the most common ones? So far, I worked with more than 1,000 people from various industries, from companies of various sizes, uh, and uh, with lots of startups uh, through this Google Launchpad program and many others. I'm very passionate about supporting people who are believing and working something about their dreams. And they suffer, uh, first of all, from uh, not having a clear goal or vision. And sometimes if they have a clear goal or vision, it's too small. So they don't dream big, which is a problem. You know, we live in a flat world. You can be whatever you, you want to. You can work with anyone, anywhere. They either don't have a clear goal or that goal is too stiff. And of course, there are several things that can block them on their way to success. I call it like a successful formula. It's DEC. D stands for discipline. Being disciplined means that you will constantly and consistently work on your goals day by day, week by week, creating that compound effect. And we are not very good at that unless we have someone who will monitor or nudge us along the way. Then E stands for environment, because if you put the best seed in not that good soil, it will not give you the best results. So they have to take care of who they work with, from whom they learn or what kind of events they attend or environment is crucial and they have to affect and, and make sure to take the best out of it. And the last part of that uh, so-called success formula is curiosity. And when I said, uh, as you can recall who I am, I'm a curious nerd. In my language, it's Radozmala uh, Streberka, meaning that I'm childish like curious. And if we want to succeed, uh, regardless of the job or the industry, we have to be disciplined. We definitely need to take care of our environment, but we have to keep and stay 
curious, asking questions such as what if, how come, what are all the possible solutions, how can we make it happen, and asking, uh, browsing, uh, not settling with uh, all the things they are serving us. And, you know, that's something we lose along the way. But being an entrepreneur and being successful requires curiosity. Yeah. I can see that this sounds like a definition of who an entrepreneur is, if you look at the three adjectives or, or words, actually. Yeah, cool. But there is one more thing about being an entrepreneur. Uh, that's something I love to share. It's an idea about the spirit of an entrepreneur, so entrepreneurial spirit or the attitude. In my opinion, it's not about are you a self-employed or you work in your own company you founded. It's about the will and courage to change the things you don't like, to do something about the things you would want to see working better in this or that sense. You can be a public school teacher, you can work at a bank, or you can have your own company. And being a person who acts upon ideas and struggles and things you don't like. And you can, at the other hand, you can have your own company being a founder and waiting for someone or something to solve your problems. And, you know, in that sense, you, in my opinion, you are not an entrepreneur. If you take charge of your life and things you want to see in your surroundings, in your community or in your industry, see them much better and you do something about it, then you are a badass entrepreneur, regardless of the job you, you have. Yeah. You mentioned one thing when you were talking about your story, uh, that for your parents, for some people, when you were starting, well, in the middle of the financial crisis, because that's what we, what we had, yeah. uh, you know, almost 14 or 15 years ago, you said that selling ideas wasn't really a good thing for someone from your country, or perhaps more broadly, from the region. Do you think that... There are certain specifics related to Central and Eastern Europe, to emerging Europe, as we call it, that define entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, I do think that, although I don't have enough data, so this would be just like my guess, my hypothesis, I think that we lack courage. We lack self-esteem and we lack synergy. I see that quite often in uh, Western Europe. I see that quite often in the U.S., and more and more in Asia. I work with various people on different markets. So I, I see that and I don't see that, or I better to say, don't feel that in our region. So if we would have more courage about things we want to do, if we believe in ourselves more than we do or encourage each other to believe in ourselves, and if we can team up more closely sharing ideas, networks, supports, the things you do basically, and, and I try to do um, doing my best with that, then I think we could prosper much faster. And I don't know what we can do except connecting and building our networks and, and maybe mingling with people from different regions, seeing that actually they are not that good or much better than us. In various cases, that might be the case. But if you truly believe and you work hard, disciplined, curious, and committed to your goal, then you can reach enormous heights. We lack that courage to believe and to do things like that. That's my opinion. I don't know what you think you speak with and you share ideas with a lot of people. I would love to hear your opinion. I definitely think that some of our marketing skills are not always as good as they could be. And we're not always 
as good as we could be in terms of or at selling ourselves and our ideas. I think these are the things that we could improve. But I also think that we have certain skills that perhaps not everybody else has because of the, you said in on your blog and, and, and also in your other videos and things that you started, you know, in the nineties, which is yeah. where a lot of countries in our region was going through some sort of rebirth, yeah. which, you yeah. know, also gave people from, from the region, from our region, additional skills that perhaps some other nationalities do not have. But you also said one thing that was very, very interesting about exchanging ideas. How much do you think or how important it is for, and let's talk about female entrepreneurs now a little bit, to exchange ideas within the networks, within the communities that those female entrepreneurs are active? Well, actually, network is very important in all areas of life and business for all the leaders and founders, and definitely, especially for women, because we struggle a little more, especially in our region, because of the history and cultural heritage and things like that. So network is important because you can meet people or uh, women uh, who are similar to you. You can develop that attitude that if she did it, I can do it. And that's very important. You can relate to, to similar female leaders. Uh, you can relate to their stories. And there is a trick, you know, with networks because we usually think all networks work. That's not true. So you, you have to find the best network to fit your goals. And we are going to the beginning of the story. If you don't know where you are going, then you probably will not choose the best network. Then network is as our net worth is something that you should anticipate as a place where you will give, not take. And usually people are building networks in order to get. So I don't think it's a fair thing to do. So wherever you are and whatever you did so far, whatever you think you have, you can give to others. And that's an example. Either ideas, contacts, or you can even support someone's story. And that's a giving. Andrew, you are giving to me because you are giving me the opportunity to share my ideas. So in that sense, you should pick your network and you should work on it because it is your capital, strong one. Female leaders from my network, and it's a huge network. I'm a member of the advisory board of Women Economic Forum. I am Goodwill Ambassador at All Ladies League, which is the largest uh, network of business women in the world, with 200,000 women all over the globe. And I do what I say, you know, I give, I promote, I support. And when you have a network, then you can gain quickly, much faster than other people, knowledge or experience or even investment opportunities. And those are three things you need to advance and to prosper or scale your business. You either need knowledge about things you don't know well, you either need experience in certain segments, and someone from network can point you out to various um, ideas or people who can teach you or mentor you. Uh, they can give you the opportunity to practice something and most definitely and that's the easiest part, uh, they can connect you with someone who can give you money. But first, and the most important thing is that you have to understand that network is hard work. It's not about mingling and it's not about taking. Give and you will get a lot. You will get by being part of something that is bigger than you and that can encourage you and that can help you in many various ways. Yeah, definitely. 
Perfect. Thank you so much for saying this, because in a lot of networks or those who are interested in becoming a member of a community, they would always or most often say, what's in it for me? And it's not like that. It's like you say, you first have to give something in order to be able to get. And what about role models? If you look at your career, have you ever had someone, maybe a, a woman, maybe a, a man who you sort of, who was inspirational for you and who sort of pushed you forward in your career? Yeah, thank you for asking. That's a very important question. We have to understand that we don't have to do everything on our own. Sometimes we think that we should learn all the lessons by ourselves, that we should walk all the paths we should, that sometimes it's not very good to ask for help. That's uh, one more characteristics of uh, people from this region. That's not okay because people want to help you and they want to support you. You, you have to ask. You have to sometimes ask more than once. You have to know what you want and who can help you to achieve your goals. When you give people opportunities, they might surprise you. If you don't do that, you know, then you will get what you are expecting and that's nothing. So I had a lot of teachers and mentors in my life. Most of them were loving people. Some of them did some horrible things to me, but I learned important lessons from everyone. And that's the thing with growth mindset. You know, if you want to advance and to learn and to grow, you will from everyone and from each and every situation. If you don't want, then no one can teach you the best teachers in the world. So I have mentors from various industries for various fields all my life, starting from my father and my mother and the close, the closest people. And I was always grateful uh, for the help support I got, not just from people who are giving me, but also for the people who are teaching me lessons the hard way. And when you uh, have that kind of attitude, you know, you attract support. And what I do now, and that's something I do for years, I'm self-employed for almost 15 years. I decided to give and I'm giving more and more each year. Now it's like almost 50% of my time in supporting young people, people who are believing in themselves, especially at the beginning of their career. You know, it's more potent. It's, it's more, you can earn more money if you work with people who are like scaling or, or are all already established. But people who are starting, they actually need the most support. If you believe in them and support them at their beginning, then they their self-esteem will be much bigger. And, and then they ask me, because I do that pro bono, of course, they ask me, how can they repay me or do something about me? And there is just one thing I say. Remember that at your beginning, one lady, one Gaga, Lady Gaga, <laughs> one Gaga was here for you, believing in and cheering for you. So be something like that to someone else when they knock and when they ask for your support. That's how we build a better society. It's not about waiting for some governmental changes or shifts in stars. It's about doing whatever we can, whenever we can, with what we have at the moment, supporting each other. Yeah. You also said that it is important to ask, and sometimes it's important to ask not only once, but more <laughs> times, isn't it that yeah. we are sort of discouraged when, when someone is not, those people are also busy, right? So they might not have the time to respond straight away. And then it slips their minds, basically. How would you encourage perhaps all of us to try 
a few more times before we get disappointed and discouraged. There is one idea, it's called Hanlon's razor, I think. And it's about when something bad happens or something unexpected, we tend to believe that it's about us. It's like personal and it must be mean. So if I don't call you back or I don't support you or respond to your email or whatever, we tend to believe it's like a bad attitude toward me. And it says a lot, a lot of bad things about the person who are not responding. And usually that's not a case. That's a statistic, you know. It's usually something rather stupid below the radar. Like I missed it because, for example, in our case, you were sending me these invites and, and I was like a few days before you sent me your first um, note. Uh, uh, it was my fifth uh, anniversary and people were sending like millions of mails and, and messages on that LinkedIn. <laughs> it was crazy. My inbox for, was full. Similar thing happened 10 days after because it was my birthday, for example. So people usually don't get that kind of ideas about what happened. They usually think it's personal. It's not. When someone tells you exactly and explicitly, I don't want to, I don't have time, and that might not be the end. You can ask, can I do anything so you would change your mind? We are discussing the idea of asking for mentors or something like that. Don't be too pushy uh, in selling your products. There are many different and, and better ideas how you can do that. This is in personal relationships, let's say. You can ask, can I do anything so you would change your mind? Or will it be a better time in future? Just tell me when can I reach you out next time? Or would you be please so kind to tell me or elaborate why it's not a time. I will learn from that. And what I usually do in my work, because I have limited time for my growth work, I can work with not more than three or four companies per month. So I, I usually let them wait for, for some time. It's because if they push and if they are rejected at some point and they push for more, then I know that they are determined. Growth work is hard work and it's painful. I usually say if you are not... Uh, 100% sure that this work or mentorship work is for you, it's not for you. If you even think it is for you, it might not be for you. It's for you if you are so freaking sure that your bones are screaming that you have to do something. It's not easy and it's not for everyone. So sometimes you have to wait, might be rejected or something like that. So I can see if you're really committed to your growth and if you are, I will find time and everyone will find time. Yeah. And can you tell me how you understand leadership? Because for pretty much everyone, leadership is something completely different. So I would love to hear your thoughts about that. Well, I was uh, thinking about that a lot and I, I was teaching people, sharing my ideas since I have my PhD from industrial engineering. I have a lot of experience uh, working with various leaders and I have, of course, my own definition <laughs> of leadership. It's rather simple, you'll see. It's a four-step path, let's put it like that. So at that first level, you would need to be an exceptional employee person who is an exceptional employee doing their best continuously over time, as an example to other colleagues, is qualified to eventually become leader. If you are not an excellent employee, then in my opinion, you don't have essential qualities to become leader eventually. Second step is to become a manager. So after being exquisite employee, you 
get to manage people and processes. That's my definition of, of being a manager. You're a person who influence and uh, nudge uh, people and processes simultaneously. And then third step would be to become a mentor, creating new amazing managers and new excellent employees. When you are an excellent employee, when you have an experience being a manager, so with your hands-on, with people and processes, because business is about people who are managing and dealing with various processes, you cannot be focused on processes, and you also should not be focused only or just on people. It's a healthy mix. And if you mentor other people, so you have experience in leading and growing others, then you're qualified to become a leader. That's ideal path. So leader is an excellent employee with managerial experience and who is capable to be a mentor. And that person inspires, inspires when things are going very well, inspires when things are not going very well, inspires not just other people, but him or herself as well. And I don't get to know a lot of great leaders these days. Do you think that there are some additional qualities for female leaders or the definition that you just shared with us applies to sort of both genders? I think that it applies to all genders, literally all genders, because, you know, that's the path. You might, uh, as a female leader, you might be better with people, but that's not the rule. In my opinion, female leaders as well as male leaders will bring on the table some unique stuff and we need everything from everyone. Diversity makes our cultures, our businesses and our countries vivid. So we need everything from everyone. Someone will have more people qualities like emotional intelligence and things like that. Someone something else, but definitely we need all and everything. And uh, because this podcast is for female entrepreneurs, those who want to start their own business or startup, you've given quite a lot of different pieces of advice here. But perhaps there is something else that you would like to share with them, with those women who are at the beginning of their entrepreneurial path. Yeah, I would love that. First, firstly, there's something I didn't get a chance to hear at the beginning of my career and I find it very valuable. Please clearly define your goal. It might be a title, status. It might be money or something specific, some, some other things, but it has to be clear, not vague. If you have clear goal, then you can like team up, you can make plans, you can work smarter. So not just to work hard. It's not the solution all the time. It almost never is. So when you have a clear goal, then surround yourself with people who can help you to become and to stay successful. For all the ladies, I have to say one more thing, and, and I think it applies to everyone. And success is not about what you will do. And many people will tell you what you should do to become successful, to start your entrepreneurial career, but, but you have to be aware of the things you would have to stop doing as well. So being successful and leading and uh, being a, an example as an entrepreneur, regardless of the gender, is about things you do and the things you stop doing to become successful. About the ladies, 
I want to share with them that I see them, I feel them, I've been there, I know how it is. I know that they will wait for the right time and the right time is that moment you feel being the right time. You already have all it takes. You will grow becoming better and better step by step, just step in. And it's a huge responsibility about being an entrepreneur. It's an, an honorable profession that's so important that by the things we do and uh, the things which we share with each other, we are changing our societies. And we have all we need to do that. Reach me out and other amazing female leaders. You might be surprised how warm welcome you will get entering into this world. Gaga, thank you so much for this chat. It was really a pleasure. And thank you for all the tips and hints. I have to say that I've learned quite a lot from the chat. So I really, really appreciate it. I hope you will give me the chance to thank you and your team. The things you are doing, those things are amazing and very important for me and for uh, people who are starting their businesses and ideas. And I know that you take time, that you think about us and think about various ways to support all of us. It's important. This world, not just business world, but world in general is much better with people like you. Thank you so much and see you in Belgrade. See you soon. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked the episode, give us a thumbs up and share it with other like-minded audiences. And make sure to join the She's Next, empowered by Visa in partnership with Emerging Europe digital community platform at she'snext.emergingeurope.org.